WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR climate and environment reporter Paula Mora. Welcome back to The Common. Hi, Daryl. Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. Always a pleasure, Paula. So today, you have a story for us about the beach. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my job today is beach. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And when we say that, we mean the beech tree, which is a native to the Northeast. And it makes up about 10% of forests in Massachusetts. And in recent years, a new disease impacting the tree's leaves has emerged, and it poses a huge threat to the species' longevity in the region. So, Paula, talk to me about this disease and what causes it. Yeah, so it's called beech leaf disease, and it's a relatively new tree disease in the U.S., and it's spreading fast. It infects the beech tree, which is that tree that uh, has a smooth gray trunk and an abundant canopy. It's caused by a microscopic nematode that infects the leaves and the buds. And the scientists believe it may be spread by birds, insects, and the wind. Mm. You got to tell us, what is a nematode? It's a tiny worm. Very, very tiny. This one's microscopic. What happens once a tree becomes infected? So the infection causes the leaves to fall off and can eventually starve the tree. Then the tree can die within a few years. Because mm, the tree's not getting the nutrients through the leaves that it needs. Exactly. Got it. Now, what does it look like once that infection has set in? Yeah, when you stand underneath a tree with the reflection of the sunlight going through the leaf, you can see the stripes that are dark rectangular patches between the leaf veins. So it looks like there are some dark stripes on that. And that's where the nematode damaged the leaf. Mm -hmm. There's another symptom, too, that the leaves are curled. Now, let's take a step back. Tell me more about the beech trees. What function do they serve in our local ecosystem? So they provide habitat, like their trunks. Some animals can make their home there. <laughs> uh, and mm -hmm. animals like bears, wild turkeys, white-tailed deer, squirrels, chipmunks, and others, they feed on beech nuts. Mm. So that's a lot of animals that are relying on this tree. Yeah, and many animals that before relied on chestnut nuts to eat, uh, they lost that nut because the chestnut virtually got extinct. Damn. Now they relied on the beech nut. It's important to keep the beech trees so they have this food. What do we stand to lose if we lose the beech tree like we've lost the chestnut tree? Yeah, uh, we are seeing the trees dying, so it's possible that in the short term we could have big gaps in our forests in Massachusetts where the beech trees were. And Nicole Kelleher, Forest Health Program Director at the State Department of Conservation and Recreations, she described this way. I mean, lately this has been one of our biggest concerns and my team devotes a lot of time to it. Uh, we do expect to see a lot of long-term impact and, and trees lost. So with that said... Who is working to save the beech trees? 
Who's got their capes on right now? Yeah, so as we were talking, like, the disease is pretty new and research takes time. But there's a glimpse of hope from researchers in Ohio. That's where the disease was first identified in 2012. The most promising treatment so far comes from a chemical that typically is used as a fertilizer. I interviewed Robert Mara, a forest pathologist with the state of Connecticut. Let's hear from him. In very simple terms, it is believed that it stimulates the plant's defenses. When they've treated trees with the fertilizer, they find that those trees seem to be healthier. Uh, more of the buds survive and thrive, even with the nematode on it. There's another hope for the long term, uh, also from Ohio, that these researchers are studying seemingly resistant trees. And... This could be a hope that they could breed them or use them in reforestation. But this study is still ongoing as well. And so we don't know if there are other factors that are helping the trees. But what they see is that in a place where there are a lot of trees succumbing to the disease, some of them are just doing great. <laughs> they have very little symptoms. Mm. So they say, well, maybe they're resistant. So they are trying to prove that and see if that's the case. Super beach trees. Yes. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we are back with more from Paula Moore. So we have this special fertilizer that can possibly be a really big key to saving these trees. And then you have trees that may not need saving. They're resistant to this nematode. What kind of timeline are folks working against to slow down or stop beech leaf disease? Just to give an example, it took five years just to confirm that infection 
was caused by a nematode. So Damn. researchers say finding treatments will take more time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the world of forestry trees, they take so long to grow. So it's a slower process than, let's say, a disease in humans. Let's hear from Nicole Callagher again from the State Forest Health Program. It's totally new for everyone in this field. There is a lot of work going into investigating different chemicals and, and methods and methodologies, but it's a slow process. Okay, so aside from this, there are other threats out there. Climate change, that's hard on trees. We also have invasive species such as the lanternfly. How does that all factor into the fight to save the beech trees? Yeah, as you said, there's climate change and there are also like invasive species uh, threatening our, our forests. But there might mm -hmm. be some good news here. It's too early to know the impact of climate change on beech trees. But in general, they have been more resilient to extreme weather exacerbated by climate change like heat and drought in comparison to mm -hmm. other trees. On the other hand, the beech trees have already faced something called beech bark disease. It's been there for almost a century now, and it's a combination mm -hmm. of an insect and fungus attacks on the tree trunk. And mm -hmm. this infection spread all over Massachusetts and wiped out most large beech trees in the forest. Damn. Yeah, it seems the beech trees that are infected by beech bark disease are more susceptible to the beech leaf disease, but we don't know yet. You got beech bark disease, beech leaf disease. Damn, pray for the beech trees. It's rough out here for a beech tree. Is there anything that folks like you and I can do? You know, we're not in the forest every day trying to save trees. What can we do to help stop the disease? For now, there's not much to do. But if you have beech trees in your backyard, for example, you can keep them healthy by making sure they have nutrients and water them regularly. This way they will be stronger and have a better chance of fighting the disease. So let's say I'm out and I see a tree and it looks like it's infected by beech leaf disease. Who should I call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can file a report to the state because they are monitoring the spread of this disease. It's a survey on the website of the Department of Conservation and Recreation. And the link will be on our story about the topic, which is at wbwar.org. Okay. Well, Paula, thank you for coming through and alerting us of what's going on with the beech trees. I know you and I, we're sitting here having a somewhat light conversation, but... This is important for our environment and our ecosystem. So thank you very much for bringing this to our attention and talking to us about it here at The Common. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and for your interest in the topic. That's WBUR climate and environment reporter Paula Mora. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>